Hello, my name is Steve Lally and I'm a storyteller. And I'm delighted to be here on behalf of RT Junior Radio to tell you some spooky stories for Halloween. Now this story is certainly a favourite of mine and creates both a menacing and fearsome atmosphere worthy of any good campfire tale of terror. I was told that every storyteller should know this story and share its message, which is nothing worthwhile ever comes easy or without a price. The story was collected by the prominent Limerick folklorist Kevin Danaher. 1913 to 2002. Danaher was the author of 10 books about Irish traditional customs and belief, the best known of which are A Year in Ireland, In Ireland Long Ago, and Folk Tales from the Irish Countryside. He was a respected scholar, and Danaher published more than 200 articles in academic journals. Now, this is my twist on the story made especially for Artie Junior Radio. It takes place a long time ago in Ireland, a time when my grandmother would say, it was a time when you had nothing, you had nothing. And if you wanted or needed something, you had to work for it. Nothing was handed out or came easy. And during these times, no one was quite as unfortunate as the spalpeen, or the wandering, landless labour. The spalpeen was an itinerant or seasonal farm worker in Ireland from the 17th to the early 20th century. The term derived from the Irish spalop, meaning to do a turn, or a spell, or a bout of work. As the spalpeen had no land or a skilled trade, they had no immediate way to make a living. Now at the time, the common place for such individuals to end up was the workhouse. It was said that they were such terrible places, it was considered a fate worse than death. The Spalpines would go to hiring fairs in the towns and villages to hire themselves out as workers. Males worked on the land and tended the livestock, whereas the females looked after the houses and the cooking and the children. Conditions for such workers were very harsh. They endured hard physical labour, low wages and maltreatment by the landowners. But these Spalpines were very popular in a time before radio, television and the internet. For they were great storytellers. As they travelled all around the country, going from house to house and town to town, they got to hear all the news, the gossip and, of course, the stories. There was nothing people enjoyed more after a hard day's work than to sit down by the fire with a warm drink and listen to the Spalpeen tell some stories. And the more stories that these hired workers had, the more work they got. Now the character in our story is called Tom. He was a Spalpeen and a very hard worker indeed. And a skilled one too. Uh, but unfortunately... He knew no stories. He would go from house to house looking for work, but word had spread about his lack of stories and storytelling skills. It was not long before poor Tom 
could get no work at all. He'd knock on a door and the owner would say, Ah, not today, Tom. There's a wee woman coming down the road after you, and she's a great storyteller. We're going to hire her instead. Sorry about that, Tom, and maybe you should think about learning a story. Well, that was that. Tom could get no work at all. And it wasn't long before he found himself destitute, with no money, no food, or a place to lay his weary head. But he persevered and carried on. And he thought to himself, Ah, surely things can't get any worse. But folks, things can and will get worse sometimes. With that, the heavens opened up and a terrible rain came down around poor Tom. As he soldiered on, he could see a wee light in the distance, so he decided to follow it, and hopefully it would prove to be his salvation. As he approached, he saw that the light was a lamp coming from the window of a little cottage. He walked towards the cottage and thought to himself, Surely who is in this little house will let me in out of the rain for a while, and I hope they don't ask me to tell them a story. When Tom got to the front door of the little cottage, he raised his fist and was just about to knock on it. The door opened in front of him, and standing there was a tall stranger. was dressed from head to toe in black. He had long black hair and a long black beard, and his eyes burned like coals. Hello, Tom. I've been expecting you. Are you cold, Tom? I'm I'm frozen to the bone. Are you hungry, Tom? Oh, I certainly am, sir. So the stranger told Tom to come inside. He pointed to a chair where Tom sat down. Beside the chair there was a little table. The stranger moved his hand across the table, and there appeared a bowl of warm stew, and beside it was a loaf of wheat and bread with a big slap of butter, and to top it all off was a big mug of fresh buttermilk. Oh, Tom had never, ever seen food as good as this before, for all he was used to was owl dry bread and water. He's up there now, Tom. Horse it into you. When Tom was finished eating, the stranger asked him, Are you tired, Tom? Oh, I'm exhausted. Well, there is a room there waiting for you behind that door. And in there you'll find a freshly made bed. So go in there now and get yourself a good night's sleep. Tom didn't have to be asked twice. He thanked the stranger and went inside. And sure enough, inside that room there was a lovely bed with fresh linen sheets and feather pillows and warm woolen blankets. Ah, lovely, 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 said Tom. 
Sure, poor Tom wasn't used to this sort of luxury either. He was used to sleeping in owl, drafty hay barns and sheds, in the cold <laughs> and the wet, and sharing his bed with the livestock. As soon as his head hit the pillow, Tom was fast asleep. Then all of a sudden, during the night, he was woken up by something pulling his hair. Get up, Tom. You're lazy bones, Tom. No time like the present, Tom. We have lots of work for you to do, Tom. Are you a man or a mouse, Tom? Come on, get out of that now, Tom. When Tom looked up from his bed, he saw three little demons with cruel wee eyes looking down at him. They pulled him out of the bed and threw him on the floor, saying, Look at you, Tom. Lying on the ground like a big lazy lump, Tom. Oh, we have lots of work for you to do, Tom. Yes, we do. They took him out into the night, where the storm still raged around them. Tom was taken to a fairy ring in a nearby field. Now, a fairy ring is a ring of grass and rocks which are believed to be the dwelling places of the fairy folk. And the three little demons grinned and shouted at the top of their lungs, We need a big wall around this fort, Tom. Keep us safe. Who will build the wall? Tom will! Tom will! Out of the mist appeared a huge pile of heavy stones, and poor Tom had to build a stone wall with nothing but his hands. It was very hard, as the stones were so cold and slippery from the rain. Build a wall, Tom. Build it big, Tom. Build it high, Tom. Put your back into it, Tom. Build it, build it, build it, build it. When Tom had finally built the huge wall, the three little creatures looked at each other with great excitement and anticipation. Then they all shouted, There's no roof on the fort. Sure, the rain will get in. The place will be drenched. It will be soaked. Who will build the roof? Tom will, Tom will, Tom will. Bales of straw, twine, and all the tools needed to thatch a roof appeared. And Tom had to build a roof of straw on top of the fort in the howling wind and the torrential rain. As he worked on the roof, the three little creatures goaded and mocked him, on, calling Tom. him all sorts on, of terrible Tom. names. On, and when he finished, Tom slid down from the roof, totally exhausted. When he had done this, the three creatures shouted, There's no door! You forgot to put a door in, Tom! Who will make a door? Tom will! Tom will! Tom will! Tom will! They shoved a hammer, nails and wood into his arms. Poor Tom had to build a door there and then. It was awful hard work also. Make a door, Tom. Put a handle on it, Tom. Put some hinges on it, Tom. Put a lock on it, Tom. When he had made the door, they looked at each other. And then they looked at the wall that Tom had built. They began to laugh and snigger and then shouted... Well, the three little creatures made poor Tom take some of the heavy stones from the wall and fit the door. The three creatures looked at Tom again and said, Who will be the first to go inside this fine 
Flying Fairy Fort. Who will be the first and who will be the last two? <laughs> Tom will, Tom will, Tom will, Tom will. They picked up Tom and threw him inside the fort. They slammed the door, shut it and locked it. Poor Tom was trapped and he banged on the door, begging the creatures to open but all he could hear outside over the howling wind was their voices and laughing disappearing into the distance. Help! Help! Let me out! I'll do anything! I'll do anything! I'll even learn a story! Help! Tom screamed at the top of his lungs as he banged on the door. Then all of a sudden he found himself struggling with the bed sheets. He was no longer in any fairy fort. It had all been a bad dream. He lifted the bed sheets off to find that he had still all his clothes on, including his boots, which were caked in thick, wet mud. Very strange, most peculiar. Tom opened the bedroom door and went out to the kitchen of the cottage where the man in black sat smoking his pipe beside a big, roaring fire. Well, Tom, did you sleep well? Tom replied, No, not really, not at all. Oh, isn't that a terror, said the stranger. So tell me this, Tom, do you have a story to tell? And Tom replied, Funny enough, sir, I do. Well, I was sleeping soundly last night when all of a sudden... But Tom didn't have a chance to tell his story, for the stranger stood up in front of him and shouted at the top of his lungs, Who will tell us a story? And with that, the three little creatures came flying down the chimney, and they all cried out, Tom will, Tom will, Tom will, tell us a story, Tom, anything, Tom, three little pigs, Snow White, Cinderella, Tom, fun, Tom. Any else the three little creatures hung on, and Tom, swung story, from Tom. Tom. He ran out through the front door of the house and as he fell to the ground he thought that this was the end for him. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm coped. But as soon as he hit the damp grass the three little creatures disappeared and when he looked over his shoulder the house had disappeared too. All that was left there was a ball of mist. But from that day onwards Tom the Spalpeen was never out of work. Everybody wanted to hire Tom because Tom had the best story that anyone had ever heard. Come on, Tom! Tell us a story, Tom! Tell us a story! Ah, ha, 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 ha.